0: Hello, today's podcast will be a book review. I had mentioned in my first episode a couple of different books. I wanted to pause and kind of highlight one of those books today, and give a little book review. Um, just some encouragement as we're we're moving towards a journey of mindfulness. How we can learn from others. So I had come across a quote that a reader experience thousands of lives but one who does not read has only their one life i have had a great experience with books and even have had the privilege of teaching my children to read and incorporating the love of reading into our home i will give a little highlight about this one book that has helped me in my journey Of mindfulness. We'll get to highlight um, an acronym that goes through uh, points to bring consciousness into our life. And just a little bit of background. So the book that I'm talking about today is a New York Times bestseller. It's called The Choice, Embrace the Possible. And it's a memoir by Dr. Edith Eva Eager few things that I really love about this book is that much of her story that's presented, um, though it's such traumatic events, she is at the age of 16 experiencing this. And for me, that really resonated to observe from the lens of a 16-year-old. So just inside the, the front cover, internationally acclaimed psychologist dr edith eager one of the few remaining holocaust survivor tells her unforgettable story in this moving testament of the resilience of the human spirit and the power of choice in our lives so at the age of 16 edith eager a trained ballet dancer and gymnast was sent to auschwitz so many stories that again that are highlighted just her processing and Her healing from those traumatic events. And I also came across this definition of trauma. So trauma is not what happened to you, but what happened inside you because of what happened to you. And healing trauma is not just healing the past, but healing trauma is changing what happens inside of us. AD has so many quotes of the process of healing. Um, But I would like to share one introduction. So I'd like to read a portion of the book that highlights a story of our power of choice. So this account is from chapter three and it's just a small section, but she has just, she's standing in line with her sister their mother was just sent to the left. They went to the right in Auschwitz. And they're realizing that her mother now is in the smoke of the burning ovens. And she's in shock. So she has this account. The contradictions in this place unnerve me. Murder we've just learned is efficient here, systematic. But there seems to be no system in place for distributing the uniforms for which we've been waiting most of the day. The guards are cruel and rigid, yet it seems that no one is in charge. The scrutiny they give our bodies doesn't signal our value. It signifies only the degree to which we've been forgotten by the world. Nothing makes sense. But this too, the interminable, Waiting, the complete absence of reason, must be part of the design. How can I keep myself steady in a place where the only steadiness is in the fences, in death, in humiliation, in the steadily churning smoke? Magda, that's her sister, finally speaks to me. How do I look? She asks. Tell me the truth. The truth? She looks like a mangy dog, a naked stranger. I can't tell her this, of course, but any lie would hurt too much. And so I must find an impossible answer, a truth that doesn't wound. I gaze into the fierce blue of her eyes, and I think that even for her to ask the question, how do I look? is the bravest thing I've ever heard. There aren't mirrors here. She's asking me to help her find and face herself. And so I tell her the one true thing that is mine to say Your eyes, I tell my sister, they're so beautiful. I never noticed them when they were covered up by all that hair. It's the first time I see that we have a choice to pay attention to what we've lost or to pay attention to what we still have. Thank you, she whispers. So wow, (laughs) that is just one small account, but very impactful in her realization that we do have power to focus on, you know, what's inside of us can never be taken away. And there are so many stories in here that, She shares that transformation of that, the tragedy, the trauma into a triumph. So the things that she highlights about her choice therapy, she calls, are many of the other topics that I hope to present in this podcast. Compassion. I see that as compassion with ourselves as we're acknowledging where we're at where we've been. Humor, because sometimes you just have to, you know, you just can't make it up. And it is funny how our life can unfold. Optimism, always hoping. Intuition. I'm understanding that one right now as more of that true integration of of all of our parts. Curiosity. Curiosity. And self-expression. So I'll leave you with this little clip. <laughs> You'll get to hear me butcher a Latin phrase and a German phrase, but it really highlights well, I think, the impact this book had in my life. And I wanted to leave that encouraging word with you. In some of the discussions that I've had with some friends as I've gained encouragement and just looking how I want to present this podcast for you, a friend of mine says, your work has just begun. And Edie talks about that in this wrap up that I'll share with you here. So until next time, mind the dash.
1: Here's my closing thoughts on our Dear Summer Book Club book of the choice. Embrace the possible. So I've enjoyed this memoir by Dr. Edith Eva Eager. Dr. Edith Eager explains if she had to name her therapy that she would call it choice therapy. And she describes that as freedom is about choice. You know, I love acronyms. So, choice, C H O I C E, is about choosing compassion, humor, optimism, intuition, curiosity, and self expression. So, I wanted to make sure that we had that acronym with those words and we connected that to our stories of how we deal with our own traumas. She also says that to be free is to live in the present and obviously going through so much of her history and her re, even re-encountering some of her own uh, traumatic events by actually going back and returning as a survivor to Auschwitz, I thought that was uh, remarkable. So moving towards that, um, I was really struck by the Latin phrase that she says, "Tempora mutantur et nos mutamur in illis," meaning times are changing and we are changing with them. And so she's always, she's asking, you are always in the process of becoming. And the other, I guess, point of, Being in the present is where, you know, the train is getting closer to Auschwitz. She had to get her passport and really make a stand that, you know, she's here and she's ready to do this. But she described it as feeling that she was in a crucible and that she was reaching the point at which she will break or burn, like simply just turn into ash. And then she tells herself, this is here. This is now. And I loved her description. She says, I try to reason with a part of me that feels that every mile I travel, I lose a layer of skin. I will be a skeleton again by the time I get to Poland. I want to be more than bones. Wow, that was, you know, as you're going through and perhaps revisiting an experience, um, whether it's a conversation or anything as we're going through that process of transforming and moving towards triumph. I love that, you know, her husband reminds her, you know, this is here, this is now that he says, Edie, you're going to be fine. It is only a place. It can't hurt you. And I just took that as very encouraging that though we go through these layers, layers that seem to be or need to be sloughed off or more exposing of our you know vulnerable self, that we need to be reminded, lovingly reminded that um, through that process, you know we're going to be fine. And revisiting any pain, it's a place it is. Um, but we do have the choice that it can't continue to hurt us. So um, that just really struck me, and I'm not even sure I can explain it how it how it how it affected me. She describes as she leaves Auschwitz. She says, "I skip out. I pass under the words." and I apologize to butcher this. I believe it's German. Arbeit macht, I don't know if it's fre, free? But the phrase it says, your work will set you free. And she says, how cruel and mocking these words were when we realized that nothing we could do would set us free. But as I leave the barracks and the ruined crematories and the watch-house and the visitors in the museum guard behind me. I skip under the black iron letters towards my husband, and I see the words spark with truth. Work has set me free. I survived so that I could do my work. Not the work the Nazis meant, the hard labor or sacrifice and hunger of exhaustion or enslavement. It was the inner work of learning to survive and thrive, of learning to forgive myself, of helping others to do the same. And when I do this work, then I am no longer the hostage or the prisoner of anything. I am free. So there was so many beautiful nuggets that were encouraging to me Um, So I thank you guys for sharing your time with me and um, allowing me to take you to a new place through this this book club. Um, Edie talked a lot about her friendship with Dr. Frankel. So I loved loved many of his quotes, and that's another great book, Victor Frankel's called Men's Search for Meaning. Um, that's another great book I had something um, kind of highlighted here she says my decade-long my decades-long friendship with Viktor Frankl and my healing relationships with all my patients including those I've been describing have taught me the same important lessons that I began studying at Auschwitz our painful experiences aren't a liability they're a gift they give us perspective and meaning, an opportunity to find our unique purpose and our strength. There is no one size fits all template for healing, but there are steps that can be learned and practiced. Steps that each individual can weave together in his or her own way. Steps in the dance of freedom. So, my friends, um, those are my, my my closing thoughts to get us through the book. And I just wanted to share those with you. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for showing up for this book club, showing up for yourself. And I pray that you have a wonderful journey to continue on your way
0: um, towards healing.